belly up to the bar of barflies and have a drink with me. My name is Kellen and this is the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. Alright, for the record, the reason this is called, I just hit my mic there, son of a bitch, the reason this is called the flu episode, because I have the flu, not because I have corona, so fuck off with that, because I got a cold, just normal ass cold, cold or my allergies are just kicking my ass, because I'm almost 30, so they must be getting, ramping up every year I get closer to death, so, this is the voice you're gonna get this episode, it's gonna sound like I've been chain smoking cigarettes for the last 30 years. It's gonna at some points I might my voice might crack or squeak. It'll sound like I'm going through puberty yet again. Granted, that's gonna sound freaking hilarious. It's just what we gotta deal with. I'm sorry. I I love making these, but you know what? Like Jordan in the flu game, like Chris Collinsworth on Sunday Night Football this past Sunday. The greats don't take a sick day. The greats they play through the pain. You know what? We're going to do that. We're going to give you the episode that you deserve. We're going to give you another great show for episode number 17. But before we get into it, as always, this episode is sponsored by the Midwestern Barfly Gazette Shop. That is right. That is our merch store. It's where you can find all of our great merchandise that we have to offer, like the I'm My Grandma's Bookie line, the Win Bets Pound Beers line, the What Did I Do line. We have t-shirts, hats, paint tops, long sleeves, hoodies, Fucking sandals, even though it's the, the winter's coming. We still have sandals. I think they look cool. You should, too. Make sure to go click the link to our store in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. Fill up your cart. Bye, bye, bye. And then when you receive the merchandise, take a picture of yourself in it. Post on social media. Show us show us what you think. Show us how you look. We'd love to see all the listeners in our merch so click the link below, check that out, and now that that's out of the way, there's the first voice crack. There's the first voice crack. You can even play a drinking game res- responsibly for how many times my voice cracks. Anyway, now that that's out of the way, let's get into today's topics. Okay, so for the first topic I want to talk about is what happened this past Sunday, I mean Monday, excuse me, this past Monday... In the Broncos-Seahawks game. Now, for the record, the main reason I gave any shits about this game is because I had Broncos minus 6.5. Why did I have Broncos minus 6.5? Because the fucking Seahawks, people. They don't have Russell Wilson. Their defense sucked last year. Denver has Russell Wilson. They have a good offense. This should have been a walk in the park. If you look at the bets out there... I think the, like, I was looking at the bet numbers, 80-something percent of the money, or, or the bets, rather, on the spread were on the Denver side, and then 80% of, I can't remember if it was the money or money line bets were on the Denver side. Anyway, majority of bets on that game, on Denver side, is my point. So, I didn't think, minus six and a half, I didn't think that was a big deal. Wasn't a big deal. But, after watching, granted, I didn't watch the full game, because I had to work, but after watching the final two minutes of that game, I could safely say, could be wrong, I could safely say, though, that Nathaniel Hackett, new coach of the Denver Broncos, didn't call that great of a game. 
Why do I think that? It's because of the stupid bullshit that he pulled at the end. And what did he do? Let me explain. So this great, great, great example of a head coach. I'm being sarcastic. I hope you see, I hope you hear that. Had about a minute and a half, two minutes left in the game. Had three timeouts. He didn't use his first timeout until about 20 seconds left in the game. I, I, when you're down one, like he, and he was down one. I didn't, I didn't mention that. The Denver was down one minute and a half, three timeouts. He didn't use his first timeout until 20 seconds left in the game. They had no sense of urgency, no nothing. They were just lackadaisical the whole time. What I, the way I saw it, there was even like chunks where they were taking 15, 20 seconds off the clock. I'm like, yo, you guys got to go. You got to run. Let's go. But apparently they didn't do that. So, fast forward to 20 seconds left in the game when he called that timeout. Did he send his offense out back out on the field with Russell Wilson, one of the top quarterbacks in our league, and a great team around him and with Javante, Javante Williams, uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and those guys? No. He sends Brandon McManus' kicker out to kick a 64-yard field goal, which to my knowledge, is either the record or pretty damn close to the record for longest field goal in league history. In a one-point game, week one, with 20 seconds left, I am pretty darn confident that any fifth grader that has played at least two years of Madden, or one year, rather, would have had better clock management than that. You do not kick the god blessed gosh darn ball with 20 seconds left and two timeouts granted he should have been using the timeouts better before but in this shitty shitty corner he painted himself in it's the stupidest thing in the world and when he did god bless brandon mcmanus he really didn't miss it by that much it had the distance it didn't have the trajectory the aim it was off to the left by a couple of feet. So it wasn't a bad kick. It just, the guy was put put in a shitty spot. And the best part is, after McManus missed that kick, with 15 seconds left, and in the which is the time frame when the Seahawks would have basically just knelt the entire time just to run out the clock and call the game. Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos head coach, he decides to use his final two timeouts then. He calls them then. What I what did he, what did he expect from calling his two timeouts within those 15 seconds? What did he expect to happen? Like somehow magically the Seahawks would run a play and fumble the ball and the Broncos would run it back? Guy, like they had four downs to kneel it for with 15 seconds left. You called two timeouts. Brings him to third down. They're just going to kneel it and run the clock out. That just capped off how stupid of a move that was. And this guy has a fucking job as a head coach in the NFL. I don't even know who the general manager is of the Broncos. I don't even know. If, I thought it was Elway. I could be wrong. I could be just talking out of my ass. But whoever that is, you did a terrible job. Or, or the owner. I don't know. 
to be honest, I don't know the front office bullshit like that. Whoever hired this at this moron to coach that team, you made a gigantic mistake. And I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on it, this is a joke, pretty sure Russ is looking at it like, what did I get myself into? Why did I leave Seattle? Because that, if that's indicative of what the rest of the Broncos season looks like, folks in Denver are going to have a long, long year. Alright, so we're going to try a new segment here for the show. We're going we're gonna to experiment a little bit with something new. Since it is football season, since fantasy football is a big part of this part of the year, we're going to talk, it is going to be very fantasy football heavy is what I'm trying to say, a weekly thing. Now, yes, this is a new segment. Yes, not a lot of people are, are into fantasy football. So if you do enjoy this, please let me know. We'll keep it going. We could get more people involved with like the contact information below wherever you're listening to this podcast. But remember, folks, this is the 17th episode of this show. We're still learning, still trying to throw shit at this, still trying to figure out what sticks. So if, if you like this, let us know. If you don't, we'll figure something else out. But I wanted to try like a fantasy football like doghouse, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is going through like underperforming players that need to see a jump in performance the next week. Now, obviously, like, this could be seen as, like, overreacting, like, overreactions. It's early in the season. But we're going to try this out and see how it works. So, going through my fantasy football team, for example, I have three guys that are currently in my, kind of four, but I'll go with three this week. They're currently in my doghouse that need to do better next week. Because, to put put this into perspective, I did win this past week. By like 130 to 108. So it was a de- it was a pretty good win. Because other guys stepped up. But if. These kind of performances continue. In closer games. We're fucked ladies and gentlemen. We're screwed. So going through my doghouse. I got Josh Jacobs. Who scored 8.3 points last week. That cannot happen. Now I get it. He's in a new offense. He's got like the running back committee. This that whatever. But if that happens again next week, and there's another voice crack if you keep a score, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because obviously I got Antonio Gibson down below. I can figure out something else with my flex. I can get rid of Josh Jacobs. But I don't want to get rid of Josh Jacobs. I feel like he has the potential of being a top guy in that offense. But the problem is, the production might not be there. So, hopefully he picks up next week, but 8.3 points, not going to get it done. Second guy in the doghouse, DJ Moore. Bro, you're supposed to be the top guy at Carolina. You got Baker Mayfield coming out there. And you put up 8 points against the Cleveland Browns? Guy. I get that Robbie Anderson had five receptions for 102 yards. But DJ, need to pick it up there, pal. Because once again, replacing him if I have to is not going to be easy. Is it as easy as Josh Jacobs? Because who, what guy on the waiver wire right now can be comparable to DJ Moore? What guy? Because we just got done picking up waivers. The guys I got aren't going to help me there, pal. 
So we need something big out of DJ Moore or just put up respectable numbers until DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Because if you listen to last episode, the last episode, I have DeAndre Hopkins on my bench because he's suspended until week six. So once the first six weeks come around, DJ, you can do whatever you want. Just be gotta gotta keep it respectable there, pal. So that DJ, so that DeAndre could come back in and I could put him in your spot if you're still playing this bad. Again, probably overreacting, but we need to figure something out here. Third and final member of the doghouse is Devontae Smith, who I believe had four targets in that game, caught none of them. Granted, AJ Brown's on that team. A lot of that shit's going to go over A.J. Brown's way. It's not all Devontae's fault. But if you're going to be putting up zero points like that after being like a top draft pick, something's got to change. Because I, this team cannot last with a zero point, with a zero point performance or like a single digit performance like that on a weekly basis. So granted, might have won last week, but that is my doghouse. We need to figure out something from those positions, or they just need to get better. Like I said, if you enjoyed this segment, let me know. If you have a doghouse of your own, please leave it down in the comments below. And for God's sakes, let's hope for a W next week, folks. Let's hope. All right, so I think that's where we're going to wrap it up today. Whatever sickness I fucking have right now is just this is ridiculous i hate this so i hope hope whatever i got is gone by next week hope this is the final flu show or flu game that we have here i hope you all had a great enjoyed this show hope it was a fun time hope you didn't get as annoyed as i was at the my crackly voice the crackly voice that i have Hope you have great the great rest a great rest of your week. I'm gonna go take a nap and hopefully get rid of this shit. Take care, love y'all's. Goodbye.